Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is your pal Adam, and today, you guessed it, I'm talking to myself. And, um, yeah, today, I kind of wanted to dive a little bit into the idea of using humor to silence any sort of pain that you're feeling, whether it's because you're sad or, or you're angry, whatever it is using humor to cope with those things. And, um, you know, I've been thinking lately, uh, just kind of give you a little summary where I'm at, um, clicking around to my notes here, I just wanted to kind of make sure I hit everything, is that I, I realized that some people may, well, I've actually been told, that some people think that laughing in times of crisis is not always a good thing, or laughing or chuckling about during a bad situation or or laughing about your past when something was really awful or if, if something tragic happened to you is not healthy. I've had people always say, Adam, that's that's not healthy. It's not, um, are you sure you don't need to talk to somebody? And, um, yeah, uh, I think, I think, you ever just kind of be sitting there doing a whole lot of nothing and then for some reason just a bunch of things all at once like you just kind of go down this rabbit hole of like bad things you've heard or weird things you've heard that's kind of how it was I was sitting here listening to some uh, steam powered giraffe uh, and I mentioned them in a previous podcast but uh, they're a great band and I don't know why but as I was sitting there uh, sometimes when you hear a certain song and it kind of floats you to a different place my brain started going down this rabbit hole and I kept thinking uh, somebody, somebody saying that to me, saying, "Hey, you, you sure you don't need to talk to somebody? I don't understand how you can laugh at a time like this." Or uh, I shared in a previous episode about how I stayed eerily calm during my brother's, you know, suicide. And um, hell, I, I've laughed through parts of that. And uh, I used to think that was weird because enough people told me it was weird, but. Lately, I don't think so, so much, but I kind of wanted to pick a little bit more about, you know, is it healthy? So, I did a little bit of research, just a little bit, mind you. So, as I always like to say, disclaimer, it's not like I've rested the past several weeks into researching these things or into, you know, hours and hours of dedicated research to post and cite all of my sources and, and my and my references and whatnot. But I started searching around and actually stumbled across a pretty interesting, um, it's a very plain website, but it's a very to the point website, which is what I appreciate. There's no banners, there's no big colors or anything, it's just, hey look, here's a blank white screen with a bunch of dialogue on it about what the hell this is about. And it's, it's, I love it. I actually like it very much that it's so simplistic and minimalist, but it's exactly what you need to see when you need to see it. It's a website called nurseslearning.com, and so... I thought, now why the hell am I on a website called nurseslearning.com? What I had done was I had typed into Google, um, you know, coping with humor, coping with pain with humor, just just to kind of see if any like articles would come up or if any um, if there'd be any videos about it or or any negative comments about the whole thing. And some of this is pretty interesting. So this website comes from the from the um, point of view is like how doctors and nurses sometimes will use humor uh, during their job or between patients or something like that. And I thought, 
wow, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of it from a, um, from a job perspective, because some of this says how you can have a good sense of humor, but not be able to access that at all when you're in times of duress or stress. Um, so, uh, you know, and so this, the first paragraph of this, of this little article, if uh, we want to call it that, let's just call it an article, says, Freud pointed out a century ago that humor offers us a healthy means of coping with life stress. George Valiant, in his book Adaptation to Life, reported that in-depth interviews revealed that humor was a very effective coping mechanism used by many professional men under stress. Um, and I thought that was a pretty interesting, you know, first of all, I didn't know that, that Freud had any care about any of that sort of thing, but it doesn't surprise me. Moving on, I wanted to read a little bit more of this because I thought it was interesting. It says, a key idea emerging in these books is that you need to actively use your sense of humor in dealing with hassles and stresses in your life to get the coping benefits. And here's the part that I really liked. It says, you can have a good sense of humor, but still have your sense of humor abandon you when things begin to go wrong. On your good mood days, you can have a quick and easy access to playful attitudes, um, be the one who comes up with clever quips and find funny things uh, that happen, and be able to poke fun at yourself. But this won't help you in managing the stress in your life unless you can do the same thing on the tough days. Now, I think that's that's a very interesting uh, I don't know if I ever thought of it that way exactly uh, but just I want to read a little bit more about this um, uh, because it, there's another point down here that somebody said like you can use your humor to cope with cancer and there's an anonymous quote that says live each day as if it were the last of your life because someday you will be right and um, I was kind of reading further and it talks about how if you are the second person to get a surgery in a day and the guy or girl, the surgeon, who operated on the previous um, on the previous patient had something go wrong and they lost them. You don't, I mean, it sounds a little greedy, but it's true. You don't want that surgeon to be thinking about that other client, that other patient that they lost while they're operating on you. Thinking, what could I have done differently? Where, you know, where did I go wrong? Uh, and that's where, probably where it can seem like some surgeons can be a little cold to people because you have to be able to compartmentalize and so, hell if I were in that job I'd have to poke fun I'd have to have fun I'd have to think of some way to get me through that way I could grieve later and um, you know I think I mean how many just from their perspectives but how many people just have to laugh their way through it how many can't how many are like the life of the party in those surgical teams but you know they maybe they aren't able to use their um, their humor the the same way. I don't know. I just thought, um, uh, just, it's an interesting idea. So anyway, kind of getting back to it, uh, is it healthy? And it, it would appear that it is. I mean, it would have to be. Um, but the problem is, is, you know, a lot of people say, well, Adam, why, why do you do that? Why are you, why are you this schmuck that, uh, why do you have to laugh at everything? Why can't you just, you know, like sometimes I try to keep my comments to myself, but I'll still smile or snicker, and people are just like, Adam, what the frick, man? And gosh, I don't know where this ever came from. I don't know why I started doing it. Uh, I mean, I could make a guess. I could hazard a guess as to why, but like, I don't know if 
as I started doing it, if in, in, in the moment I was like, I'm going to use my humor to cope, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't think that's where it came from, but I think it's just a, a learned habit or a, something that came innately. I'm not really sure that never, that never went away. And the thing is, is I don't mind it. <laughs> and here's kind of part of another reason, um, that I wanted to talk about this was it affects other people. And as I've been mentioning, people are like, oh, I don't understand why you're this way, Adam. Um, it can affect people. And even if it's not your friends or your lovers or your loved ones, I mean, even if you're just in a group. Um, now, I will say that there are some people that it's not so much they're using can... Um, yeah, cancer. Jesus. I read the word cancer in this article as I turned my head. Um, not using humor... As a, as a coping mechanism because some people will say things just to get a rise out of people and I don't know if that's their way of also coping or if they're just assholes everybody's different I try to understand that but that's I think probably a little bit more abrasive but hey you know what somebody might look at me and think the same way um, like for instance like if I'm in a fight with somebody and things are getting a little too tense and someone says something like oh Adam you're an asshole like somebody like me like, as much as I, I do love a good argument, if, if if they're super angry, like, if if the air shifts, you know, like, if such like, oh, Adam, you're an asshole. But if it's like, Adam, you're an asshole. Like, they're mad at me. Like, they, something happened, and they're trying to end the conversation. They're livid, and I can sense it. You know, like, this is, we're not playing. This is real. We're in a fight. If somebody like me, like, I've had this happen before where someone says, you're an asshole, and I could go anywhere from, hearing that song that Dennis Leary sang way back, what, early 2000s, maybe? You know, I'm an asshole. Um, or I'll picture uh, Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura in the original Ace Ventura and in the, the sequel, actually, bending over and talking through his ass and singing that little song and everything and asking for a mint and some mouthwash. And, like, like that's where my brain goes. And I'll start to smile or snicker if I don't say it out loud. And they get so mad at me. They think, they think that I think this is funny, you know, Adam, do you think this is funny? Like, why are you laughing? Like, this is serious. And, ah, man, like, it... That's one of the downsides of it. It's not that it's unhealthy, <laughs> I guess, from an individual's perspective. But, you know, when you're when you're in a group or in a relationship perspective, you're like, boy, I'm, I'm really digging my hole deep here. And then you have to try to explain it and say... And, and this, this has bitten me in the ass so many times, but it's me just trying to be honest, but... Somebody like Adam, I don't understand how you can laugh like this. And I'll say, look, I realize that I shouldn't be laughing, but let me tell you why I'm laughing. And then you go on to tell them why you're laughing. Oh, I was picturing Ace Ventura talking out his ass from the movie. And they're like, oh, that's what you're thinking about during this time. I'm just like, you know, no, but yes. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to antagonize you, but if you're like, Adam, why are you laughing? Then I feel like I should tell you. And then if I don't tell you, then here's where the pendulum swings the other way. <laughs> or is it the same way, just in a different style or movement? But um, if they say, Adam, why are you laughing? How can you be laughing at this? I'm like, we're in a fight. Then I'll say, it's nothing. It's inappropriate. I don't want to tell you. Or something along that line of like, yeah, it would only make you more angry. Then they're going to say, well, now I'm already angry because you won't tell me what it is. I'm like, well, fuck. Ah, oh, man, I can't tell you how many times that's come back to bite me in the, bite me in the asshole, I tell you what. And, um, ah, I mean, most recently, um, people I know lost their dog. 
and um, I know for a lot of people that's like the end of the world for them it's you know not that I don't love animals and uh, she was a good dog um, but you know and I've lost my share of family animals but her, this this dog her name was Sugar right that's what they called her she's a little white puffball and they called her Sugar and they had her for many many years and like I found out a few days after it had happened like some you know I didn't I didn't know right when it happened and I tell you what man like they said oh you know Sugar died and I don't know why and I feel so shitty and I didn't say this out loud and I, I stifled my smile I I I knew that this was not a good time and I tried so hard because like these people were devastated but the song Sugar We're Going Down Swinging I think that's what it's called by Fallout Boy popped into my head and then through some of this grieving processes these people are telling me how they're feeling and I'm, I'm sitting there being silent trying to be there for them and I like to think I did a good job and um, tried to be a good friend for them but my god if I, if I tell you if Sugar We're Going Down Swinging didn't get stuck in my head uh, something that was just entertaining me to help me get through that because not only was it tense you know obviously I'm sad that the dog's gone but I'm in a room filled with sad people and like I'm an empath to a degree, and my body's trying to fight this urge to be sad, you know, because either is, I don't know if it's because I'm trying to be strong for them, or if it's because I just don't feel like being sad right now, um, I don't know, uh, it's just, um, it's interesting, and, uh, something that I, I often realize, while again, I don't think it's unhealthy, <laughs> it can be very, um, can be very imposing or quite an impediment on your um, on your relationships or in this case on mine. Um, you know, I wanted to share one more story with you about how using humor to cope can be odd for your relationships. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll have a future episode that goes into some of these things in a little bit more detail. But growing up. Growing up was tough for me. My, I grew up with uh, two brothers and two sisters, um, two older, two younger. So it, it all evened out. One younger brother and sister, one older brother and sister. And um, we were left alone a lot. Um, so there's that. But my mom was a little unstable. And well, so was my father, if I'm being completely honest. And let me just pre preface this um, for this and future episodes. Is if I ever talk about my past as if it's like the worst thing in the world, I am very aware that things could have been a lot worse. Um, just to put the, make that very clear. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for the life that I have, even if it's not exactly what I want yet. Um, I got a roof over my head. Uh, you know, I survived those bad things. And uh, I have stories to tell and wisdom to share and, and, and humor that I've derived from it. Derived? Is that the word I'm looking for? Whatever it is that I've taken from it to share and try to help people overcome things that I don't want anybody to have to overcome or to help them avoid things rather that they wouldn't have to otherwise encounter. Um, now having said that, a funny story that's funny to me, but uh, isn't funny to others as I've discovered, was um, my mom owned many, many pairs of white shoes. And now that's not that funny. But any time that we had to go anywhere, she was always one that would bitch if we were late anywhere. So she would always make sure that everybody had to go get ready before her, but then would complain that she could never get in the bathroom to get ready because she made all of us kids go get ready first. 
um, and then we're ultimately waiting for her to be done doing anything, and then there's been many a times where she'd be so late for doing something, and then she would have us all get ready just to not go anywhere, and that was a real trip, and then we'd be all getting undressed and everything, or at least back in our, our hangout clothes, or taking our shoes off and coats or whatever, just for my dad to be like, no, we're going now, everybody get ready, and so we have to like hurry up, nah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, but her white shoes, anytime that we were going to leave, it was always, where are my white shoes? I mean, you're a grown-ass adult, and you don't know where you take off your shoes. You don't have a place you leave your shoes. Like, as an adult now, I look back on it, and, like, if I had thought, thought to do it then, I, I may have and probably got my ass kicked because of it, but it would have been worth it. Like, how do you not know where your goddamn shoes are? You're a fucking grown-ass adult, and this is all the time, so, like, once in a while. So, anyway, she would have all of us kids, and our dad would was so codependent on her that everything had to run around her time, her schedule, her, her crazy brain and she would say go get my white shoes i don't know where my white shoes are so we'd all be scrambling around the house right and this is a constant and that was when i didn't realize how many pairs of white shoes my mother had so we'd be all be finding different pairs of white shoes or at least one white shoe because my mother was like a toddler she just left shoes everywhere like they were they were never together that was the thing when we'd find her shoes they weren't even in the same room like the matching pair not even in the same room I don't know how she ever managed to make it that far as an adult but um anyway uh oh man so glad my dad doesn't know how to use podcast stuff because he would be livid whoo doggy he's still alive my mom passed away anyway I'll get to that another time but um she tells us to get these white shoes and every time we brought her a pair or any of her shoes she'd be like not those white shoes my other white shoes and we'd go through that a lot and every times that we were beat if we brought back the wrong shoes or she'd throw the shoes back at us if they were wrong uh, and she would just throw an absolute flip um, not having these white shoes and she'd bitch and just tell my dad and tell all of us well I can't freaking go except it wasn't, it wasn't freaking but I can't freaking go if I don't have my white shoes and blah 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 and one time only one time I can remember my dad being like well what's wrong with these white shoes why can't you just wear these white shoes these aren't the ones that I want. Yeah, it's a whole crazy thing. Anyway, like that was very tense for us. We would literally run, not because we thought we'd get in trouble, but just because we didn't want to see our mom explode. Like we'd all split up. That was the most coordinated we ever were, was like trying to find shoes. They got to the point where we would have to like try to look ahead of time. Like, all right, if we're going anywhere today, let's see if we can like spot mom's shoes ahead of time without having to go into her room. More often than not, her shoes were in her freaking room. But anyway, well, at least one of them. Um... And uh, I'm convinced that she's worn just unmatched shoes, and that's how they all got mixed up. But anyway, like, that was very terrifying for the time. And we were always afraid that we were going to get hurt or shoes thrown at us or thrown into the wall. We've had whole entire wars in our house based around white shoes where one of my older siblings would just be like, all right, I'm done with this. Like, why can't you wear these? And then that would just streamline in. Gosh, one time took us into death con, man. Is it Deathcon? Defcon. Defcon is what it is. Uh, anyway, it's another story. But the point is, like, the story I want to share, the reason I laugh at it now, is um, I remember my sister and I were, uh, have, I think it was Easter dinner? Easter or Thanksgiving? It was a long time ago, so forgive me for not recalling exactly. But we were at the table with her, what would be her future husband. I don't think they had gotten married just yet. No, they didn't. And uh, we're having dinner, and somehow we got a subject about you know talking about our past and i realized that um my bro my would-be brother-in-law had never 
heard a lot of the stories that we had gone through growing up. I guess my sister tried to keep it to herself or maybe didn't want to scare him away all at once and maybe ease him into some of it. And so we shared one of these stories of our mother wanting these white shoes. And we're laughing and chuckling about it and you know, and it, we always had this whole thing, hey, Adam, where's, where's my white shoes, you know? <laughs> and uh, we always thought it was so funny. But it, it was around that time that I didn't realize how off-putting that was to people until I saw my brother-in-law's face, where he was terrified when we would tell him these things. He'd be like, oh, and then she would throw the shoes at us. <laughs> there was one time she hit me in the face, you know? Like, we would just talk, and it was... He was absolutely... I think he was also a little embarrassed. Like, I, I don't really know. Um, now, many years later, he's, he's used to some of these things and, and uh, is far less surprised um, and just talks about how there's just two of us in the room now. But I'll never forget his face, how horrified he was. And I remember think, looking at him, I was like, why? I said to him, and I feel so stupid hindsight, but I said, why are you not laughing? Why I don't understand how you're not laughing at this. Isn't this stupid? And he says, no, this is scary. And like, I worry about you guys. And he says to Dan Danielle, that's my sister's name. He says, uh, why, what, why are you laughing at this? You know, why, what, I don't know. I can't remember exactly how he approached it, but he had said something along the lines like, you know, what, what's wrong with you? Why, why are you laughing? And she and I shared a glance at each other and thought, I mean, I don't know if she thought the same thing I thought, but I thought, man, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't, shouldn't be laughing about this. And, uh, and I remember in that moment feeling kind of like an ass, kind of like a turd for thinking we were sharing something funny about our past when I guess to us it maybe doesn't seem so bad, but the people who hadn't been a part of that can be a little horrifying. And, um, yeah, I just, I guess that always stuck with me, and I don't really know why uh, some silly memory like that did, but maybe it's because i that's the first time I ever realized that our past wasn't normal for a lot of people. And again, I'm not saying that my past is the worst, but I guess compared to the most of the people that I know, it, <laughs> some of those things aren't so funny. And uh, kind of bringing it back around, um, kind of circling around a little bit, is, I mean, is it okay? And I'm going to say yes, and I think it's okay. Um, but I do think that if you're like me and you do use humor, I, I, I'm not, by the way, I'm not professing to be good at this. This is me thinking out loud, talking to myself about it. Um, again, if nobody else hears this, maybe I'll come back and listen to it later and convince myself I did something better or wrong. I don't know. But maybe, maybe trying to be more tactful with it or perhaps... Um, Honestly, I think probably one of the best cure-alls that has been working a little bit more for me lately, because I'm trying to be more aware of it, um, is telling people who aren't familiar with it. I'll say, hey, look, I just want you to know, ahead of time, I make jokes. I tell jokes. I laugh. I chuckle. I, I do little parodies or whatever it is to help me get through things. And if I ever do that, I don't mean to offend you. It's just how I deal with stuff. It's... It's just my go-to thing. I don't even think about it half the time. My brain just goes there to this happy place or to this silly place to protect me somehow or to help keep me focused to help others. I don't know, because sometimes maybe I make jokes because I want to make others laugh because I know they're sad. That's a, also a big one for me. But I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I think it's important to realize 
that there's probably a lot of people out there that do that um and that's just and they probably know it's in bad taste sometimes but they just do it because in their brain right now they're like oh i gotta protect me and um or maybe it's like i gotta make other people laugh because they're suffering um and i know this is like a hot topic or anything but i think it's still important to know uh and i'm trying to be more aware of it not just for myself but because i know other people deal with things differently whether it's through anger or through drinking or any other substances and uh gosh it's so it's so difficult to put yourself in people's shoes sometimes but even if you disapprove of how they do it i think it's important to at least try to understand it and i guess this is me just sharing that with anybody who may care to listen that that's why i do it uh there's i know there's a lot of different ways to deal with things and i haven't done them all to be able to give you my input on them or at least my my first person perspective my experience that you can share but in this case i can because it's what i do and i'm curious if anybody else does that uh i'm sure they do but at least nobody i know so if you're out there let me know um but that's it i just wanted to go through that a little bit uh going a little bit longer apparently i'm at around 25 ish minutes so should probably wrap this puppy up for now otherwise i'm gonna start recording hour-long episodes and nobody wants that so um anyway thank you all for letting me talk this out and um if you made it this far thank you again so much for sticking with it um i don't know if you like the sound of my voice if you're just like boy this guy sucks if you got this far maybe maybe there was something that was keeping you along and if so please let me know i'd love to love to hear about it um but in the meantime as always ladies and gentlemen first and foremost thank you for being here thank you for supporting me if you would mind sharing this with somebody if you really like it um that definitely helps uh, i'm still trying to grow this whole thing so um any any and all support is great and um outside of that as always and forever i hope that you're taking care of your mind and taking care of your heart and most importantly taking care of each other because it's a hell of a world out there and let's work together to make it better huh as we do on three team one two three break